friends. We are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One With Friends podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we have a guest on our show, and she can't help but burst into laughter at my introduction. It's because she's never seen me in this capacity in person. Guess who it is? We've talked about her. We may have even thrown her under the bus in a few episodes. My sister. <laughs> My sister, Michelle. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> what a great intro. <laughs> okay. I need to go back and, you know, listen to those and find hey it. Guys, she doesn't, she doesn't even listen to my podcast. So okay, can I just explain myself for a second? No, there's no. I'm not excuse. a big podcast person. You're like my best friend. You are podcast extraordinaire. I have little children, and so the idea of having more talking when I don't have my children talking to me all day is not very appealing. I'm digging the hole deeper. Digging the hole. Digging the hole. I'll go back and listen. Okay. Anyways, um, yeah, listen to the last episode because we. We talked about childhood habits with animals, stuffed animals. Stop it! You did not. Wait, what do you think I said? Well, I don't know. Now I'm nervous. Because we'll just have to go back and listen. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. This and may be a make or break if I come back, depending oh. on what last episode said. Whew. No, it'll be good. I think we both, I think we, we were both equal in it, to be honest. Yeah. No, I really don't know, but okay. Yeah. Okay. Guys, my, she's my bestie. She's my sister. She's my ride or die. She's my favorite person on the planet. My sister, Michelle. Michelle, introduce yourself to our friends. Cool. Well, first of all, thank you, uh, Leanne and Llewellyn, for having me on here. This is super exciting. We've tried this several times, and it just either hasn't always happened or worked out. For those of you that don't know, we are operating with quite some distance in between all of us. So, huge pat on our backs and technology for making this work. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I am, let's see, I'm a stay at home mom that started a little side hustle uh, about like a year and a half and feels weird to call it a side hustle now because I mean it has really developed into quite the business and so um, I do photography and um, well I mean you know some of our probably some of what's happened in at least our family because of uh, Leanne and so we've had lots of transition this year and um, so my husband and I um, have both just had a lot of transition individually, but also within our lives, marriage, uh, all the things. So um, thankful that this year of all the years is finally going to be ending and uh, believing that maybe next year will hopefully start to look different, but might not get my hopes too far up because we're going back into lockdown. So <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> Okay, so you have a husband, but you also have? Yes, I have um, two kids, and they are just the sweetest things ever. Um, They're wilding out, and I'm pretty sure they're both kind of dropping nap time with our oldest. We've been lucky to have him napping this long. 
because we've kind of forced him. Um, but our youngest is at the point where she's dropping it. So pretty sure I'm finally exiting the nap days, which uh, is really fun. Hmm. So trying to keep them busy and uh, get myself organized. And then we have a dog. We have a chocolate lab and uh, he's wild, just like our kids. So just wild, loud family. Love it. So, awesome. yeah. Um, okay, cool. Well, we're excited to have you. It'll be great to have a different perspective, especially because you are not necessarily like a friends lover. I love not friends. A lover, but yeah, like a I just or, haven't watched it in a long time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Which is good because then we get different, like fresh eyes. For sure. Yeah. Cool. Llewellyn, hit us with the episode. Yes. Right? All right. This week we watched part one of the one after the Super Bowl. Ross goes to visit Marcel the monkey in, San- in the San Diego Zoo and finds the simian is pursuing a showbiz career. Meanwhile, Joey has a date with a deranged fan. Awesome. So this episode title is based on the fact that it was aired after Super Bowl 30, where the Dallas Cowboys defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep, yep. Plus, another fun fact, Super Bowl is actually misspelled in the episode. The NFL's trademark is two words. So they probably smushed them together so that they didn't have to pay any <laughs> hey, that's smart. money to the Super Bowl, which is a very smart idea. So um, also, quick fun fact before we actually get into the episode, director Michael Lembeck won an Emmy for his work on this episode awesome it's always it's always the weirdest episodes where there's always a fact that like an actress received best actress in a comedy or a director won best director or whatever and i'm always kind of shocked by which episodes they are yeah i don't know it happened recently didn't it like a an actress and we're like why her of everybody it was rachel's mom oh rachel's mom it was the last episode yeah and the one we hated her in yeah it's weird. Yeah, it's always weird. So, okay, so we start off in the soft open where it starts off by playing a beer commercial, which was like the worst commercial ever. It was. It, and it had a monkey in it, which just made it even worse. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a weird, it was like funky and just kind of character y. I don't know. It was just a weird one. But then we find the friends talking in the apartment and Ross is doubting himself for getting rid of Marcel. Monica very accurately points out that he was humping everything. So it was a good idea. So Ross, don't doubt yourself now, man, you made a good choice. That was pretty much the beginning of the episode. Pretty unentertaining. So then we get into the main bulk of the show and we start off in the cafe and Joey gets some fan mail fan mail wow sorry fan mail um she put in 14 of her eyelashes gross that's so gross and like the weirdest like who collects their eyelashes like I never know when they fall out that's just the (laughs) that means she plucked them out to put in this envelope that is really odd. That's so yeah. gross. Have like you guys ever things to tell somebody or send somebody? Why would it be your eyelashes? 
I know. Couldn't you I like? I almost feel like that'd be the equivalent in a weird way of like sending someone your nail clippings. I'm just thinking nail. the same thing. <laughs> Nobody like, wants that. No. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> Well, whose right mind would you like? I just think that's weird. Have you guys ever written fan mail to anyone? I don't think so. No. I remember there's this one time in, oh gosh, maybe late middle school, early high school, where one of our maybe English teachers wanted us to do like a writing prompt and they had somehow gotten all of these addresses of famous people, which is not their actual address. It's like their agent where you send it into their agency and then they forward on fan mail. Um, but you like picked on the list and then wrote that person a letter. So, so I've done that, but I don't even remember who did you write to? No, it was Johnny Depp. I remember now it was Johnny Depp. You wrote to Johnny Depp. It was like right in the Pirates of the Caribbean phase. I love Johnny Depp. You drew so. him in like art class. I did draw him in art class. He was a he was a babe. I can do really well on like copy or like yeah. I can't imagine out of my own, but I can do really well at like copying things. It was the it was the art class where they have you draw like a grid on the paper and then a grid on your paper and then you have to like transfer each grid. Yeah. Yeah. Visually. Yeah. So I can do really well with that and then shade and stuff from there. But it's trying to come up with stuff on my own that I just, I mean, like you'd see my horse and you'd be like, Eek. I'll never forget a time that my husband, um, like for my work, we did a wine and canvas night or whatever. And um, I brought the painting home and I'll never forget his reaction. He looked at it. He was like, you did this? I was like, yeah. He goes, no, no, you didn't. It's like, yes, I did. This is what we did at our work party. And he was like, I had no idea you could do that. And like, I don't think, I think that was one of the first times he ever realized, not that I'm an artist by any means, but our art lessons as kids really paid off. We did take like, art lessons as kids. We did. We did. I forgot about that. Old sketches of fruit bowls. <laughs> fruit oh, bowls and hands and vases. Yep. Our pa- my painting was not too bad though on that little canvas. Yeah, same. That was actually pretty decent. Wow. Um, okay. One of the one of the things about this that was so weird is that Erica sent the fan mail to Joey's apartment, but it she's addressing it to Drake Ramore, right? Right. She could not have found his address without knowing Joey's real name. It's yeah, not like true. the apartment's under Drake Ramore, so I think that's a little bit of a plot hole that I'm unless to keep on brand with her character being kind of a stalker she followed him home home. from set or maybe I mean it's kind of the back info that a plot probably wouldn't mention but maybe if he had quote-unquote stopped somewhere on the way home she or she saw him driving maybe I don't know that's all I can think yeah that's that's the only possible muddy water yeah yeah it definitely is that seems more stalkerish too. To follow yeah, them home. <laughs> <laughs> Take pictures. Oh, yeah. And nowadays, someone would be like, Insta, like live Insta story, like their whole journey of stalking. Yeah. Right. 
Um, okay, so then we go to the apartment and we and Chandler make a funny joke about cooking like for themselves. And obviously we have three non-bachelors here. <laughs> so we can't really speak to that part, but I feel like that's such a stereotype of like men not cooking for themselves, you know, they like just oh, yeah. order out. I don't yeah, know. I would say so. Um, but the stalker shows up and once again here it is brooke shields who plays the stalker won the lead in her own sitcom based on her performance in this episode wow what the heck is that why everybody went nuts when she opened the door i think so i think i think brooke shields is like well known anyways but then when she got into her own sitcom in 1996 it's called suddenly susan it was based on that performance so interesting mm. i just thought it was comical that. that they ran across the hallway to try to avoid her <laughs> not that that took them very far <laughs> knocking on the girl's door like let me in like they could have ran into her right in the hallway I like how instead of just like standing, like contemplating, they were like doing this little dance the whole time. Like that's going to get them anywhere. <laughs> what is happening? So true. It was and perfect. they do some like the weirdest things to try and like attack her with. Joey's I understand a little bit. I mean, a frying pan, it's metal. Like it, it yeah. could do some damage. But, but Chandler with the dish. dish soap? <laughs> but the dramatic like, pause. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> so Uh, funny and then the the like weird innuendo of him like squirting the dish soap when she like came through the door and they realized like she's super hot (laughs) i'm like oh this show is is so dirty (laughs) (laughs) what did you say you didn't catch that no i said a little bit oh okay all right so then we go to the zoo and okay can i first say yeah i when did ross mention he was gonna fly to san diego did he say that in the beginning Mm -hmm. okay because i for sure didn't hear that and i thought he was just at some zoo in new york and i'm like i thought marcel was in san diego so i was really confused but makes sense now because he like goes back and forth like it's like there's no time lapse it's not like san diego's right next door to new york well they showed the airplane i didn't even notice okay here it is i always notice those things and i didn't <laughs> there it is so like when they have their little transition music it shoot it showed like a plane and then the very next thing was ross like walking around the zoo that makes sense okay all right then everything i say about this makes no sense so continue okay cool so then the director of the zoo unfortunately tells ross that marcel has passed on <laughs> and he gives him a very dramatic play-by-play of his passing he got sick and then he got sicker and then he got a little bit better and then he died it was like a little bit of hope and then cut off right at the knees um one thing this zoo director dean lipson is named after a friend of some of the writers interesting wouldn't that be fun to be like friends with someone who has the power to write names into a show and you like know for forever that you're like that's that's based on me that'd be cool that would be amazing so in order to console ross he gives him zoo dollars 
which is not helpful. Which is, is probably like what? Like the the tickets you get at like, uh, what am I thinking? Like a bowling alley? <laughs> like go get those little like pencils or trinkets that kids get. Have you guys ever bought anything at a souvenir shop at a zoo? Yeah. Oh, okay. What have you bought? Um, I bought a little stuffed animal. It's the in giraffe? my giraffe. Yeah, my giraffe. Your giraffe. That's right. I've thought to do it for my kids, but it's like two stuffed animals for thirty-two dollars. You were so not wrong. It's so I ridiculous. just can't. Yeah. No. Can't do it. It's like you want to do it for your kids, but then you're like, they've got enough stuffed animals. That's and it's way too expensive. Way too expensive. And some of them, if it were the bigger ones, maybe, maybe I could justify it. But sometimes it's even the little ones that are still that expensive. And I just don't understand. Because in my mind, I'm like, well, I'll just go smaller. Then it'll be cheaper. And it's not. It's not. Oh, that stinks. Yep. Bummer. So at the library, which is the next scene, we... Oh, wait, you didn't even... I don't even think you touched on his saying. The really terrible saying. Oh, go for it. Well, I don't... All I wrote in my notes was the saying. (laughs) I I didn't catch... It was really basically saying, like, well, some days they die. Or something. Some days, like, monkeys die or whatever. Oh, yeah, some days monkeys pass or... Yeah, it was a really pitiful saying to go along with his like consolation prize of the token <laughs> their tickets for his monkey's death well didn't he tee it up like oh you know how they say and it's like nobody <laughs> says this oh yeah it's like as the saying goes <laughs> yeah. yep. sometimes monkeys die i think is <laughs> pretty much what it is yeah you're right yeah. i didn't mention that uh, and did nice. i skip did i skip a, a cafe yeah, so it, during the whole learning about his stalker, we also learned that Phoebe has a crush on somebody, and mm-hmm. she gets asked to perform her songs for a library full of kids. Right. Right. So okay. Then, yeah, that teases up for this one. Okay, got it. There must have been nothing significant about that part, because I didn't even write it down at all. It really wasn't, no. Okay, cool. I should probably note it, though, at least for the story's arc. <laughs> um. So yeah, he mentions this guy is so weird. She mentions like the com like the common phrase of if you get nervous around people, just imagine like they're all in their underwear. Mm-hmm. But to say it in the in the context of like at a library where you're performing in front of children, she's like, so I'll just imagine them in the underwear. He's like, Oh no, that's actually a really bad idea. That's why the last guy got fired. <laughs> that's so gross eek um but phoebe's ponytail in this is so like like a full like arched pony and i love it did you guys notice that i kept getting distracted by her quote bangs that were just hanging and then there was a piece of her hair like, you know when you sweat and the kind of the hair near your temples kind of curls? Does your yeah. temples? Your yes. Temples? Yeah. I kept noticing that under the hair that was left out of the ponytail, there was just mm-hmm. that, like, sticking out. That's, that's. I think we all noticed different things because I noticed her sweater and I couldn't, like, keep my eyes off her sweater. It looked so comfy. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> okay, so that's the cosmetologist in Michelle. Yes. <laughs> that's the, I wish my hair did that in a ponytail. Leanne and then Llewellyn with a surprising fashion pickup. But you always do that. I do. Like you always like pick out the fashion things. Okay, but nine times out of ten, they're sweaters. Like, who doesn't love a comfy sweater? (laughs) Her whole vibe looked really, like, comfy, chill. I just really envied her pony. I think it's because she had a really thick scrunchie, so it, like, allowed the hair to come, like, out farther from her head before falling back, so it looked like an actual pony tail, you know? But, yeah, I just envied it a little bit. But her song about grandma... Oh, that's not the first time we've heard this, is it? That song? I thought I thought we heard it in one other episode. Did we? It sounded familiar, or maybe we hear it again in a future episode. But I remember it, and I I don't usually remember songs except (laughs) Smelly Cat. I don't remember. I don't remember it, but that doesn't mean you're wrong. So you you could be right. I don't know. It reminded me of this whole school scene. I was just cringing the whole time. Yeah. Like, oh gosh. Oh, oh no. No, no. Yeah. No. But how all the kids are trying not to laugh the whole time. Oh, are good. they? You see like the grins on their face. Like, don't laugh. Don't laugh. Yeah. You see like Monica and Chandler and all them sitting behind the kids. And then the kids just in the forefront in front of them yeah. are like, like beaming. Like, this is great. And they're all expressing like, oh gosh, she just said that. <laughs> Hilarious. Total contrast. Yeah. Her song reminded me of, um, what's that Christmas grandma song? Grandma got run over by a reindeer. That one. That's I don't one. know why. I think it's literally because we're in the Christmas season and she's talking about <laughs> a dead grandma. So I just kind of drew the parallel and put the two together. She also had a Christmas book behind her. So you may have seen that. Oh, maybe it's like a subconscious viewing thing. Maybe. Yeah. Fun fact here, Phoebe plays a different guitar at the library. This is her third in the series. So this guitar is a guild model. Previously this season, she's played a relatively inexpensive Yamaha model. And in the first season, she played a Martin D18. So where is she getting all this money for paying for three guitars in New York while she barely has a job? (laughs) I don't get it. But... We cut to the date next, and I just have to say, every time I see this scene, her her backwards scarf always drives me nuts. I'm glad that fashion is, like, out the window. Like, that was a fashion choice. That means that that she didn't just wrap it around. She chose to keep it on as an accessory to the dress. And I don't understand. Yeah. But anyways. Okay. So this whole scene is like literally a total nightmare. One, her dramatic laugh. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? (laughs) She's like, whoa. (laughs) Felt like it had some like Maleficent vibes. I was like, oh my full-on like helicopter spin (laughs) and it's so dramatic it's like a soap opera laugh I think that's the bit that I love the most about not only her but then all of the friends when she's in the picture it's like they throw in this very soap opera vibe so of course her laugh would be super dramatic and like 
exuberant, you know? Yeah. Then the the hand sucking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. All, all I'm saying is when she started doing that and jo- Joey's reaction was literally my face. Like <laughs> I cringed and I went, oh gosh. And then he did it and I was like, spot on because that was it yes that shiver it just lit can you imagine oh gosh oh no imagine being brooke shields and being at that table reading and having to like realize what you're gonna have to do that day as your job i would have told him to wash his hands like ten thousand times before i did as a germaphobe (laughs) Let's talk about that scene specifically from your perspective. How were you feeling during that? Well, I didn't look because I couldn't. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't get, it's just like, it's even just like the whole like idea of guys like, you know, I know it's a gentleman thing when they like kiss you on the hand, like, you know, like in romance movies or whatever, I can't handle that either. I thought you were kissing. Where is your mind tonight? I know. <laughs> oh, never mind. Just continue. I'm not even gonna say. Uh, but yes, no, I couldn't. I couldn't even watch. It was too much. So it's... not even a guy like kissing your hand you could do. No. So here's the question: When a guy proposes someday, he's down on his knees, <laughs> puts the ring on your finger, and then gives you a little, little back of the palm kiss. <laughs> is that a deal breaker? We need to know. No, that's not a deal breaker. Okay, well, good. But a, oh. like a random date, like a random person, like don't, don't touch my hands. Don't kiss my so hands. First date, that's a that's a no go. Then that's a no no go. Date sure. number five. I I don't know. It's been a minute date since there's been five six. dates. So we're we just gonna count until I date say date yes? number seven. All right, and moving on. You know how in the office, <laughs> Michelle, when uh. Jim is joking with Dwight about his food going bad, about like a world war or whatever happening, and he's yeah. like eating all his old sauerkraut and stuff. And yeah. He's like, what about 36 months? <laughs> 587 months. And he goes, I could see that as a possibility. Yeah. Never mind. Uh, Llewellyn does not like the office, so we will continue moving on. Okay, here's the thing quick. Side note, I didn't either at first. I had several people telling Where me to watch you? it. Llewellyn? Can Michelle, I tell you? It took I've me tried to tell her. I've tried seasons. to tell her. Four. Once I finally got into the fourth season, a couple episodes in, I think then I started to enjoy it and appreciate it. Now I can watch it back and think it's really funny, but up until then, it was terrible. Okay, so Michelle, so you have gone back and now can see the first several seasons through oh, a yeah. lens, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The first one, the first season's still very cringy. But oh, for sure. Right. Because you're like, oh gosh, Michael Scott, you're terrible. But you, you know the personalities of them, yeah, so it yeah. makes it funny. Yeah. Thank you for that plug, Michelle. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. Still not happening. <laughs> Dang it. I don't know how I made it four seasons in still not liking it. That was some pretty serious commitment. So and you're, you're welcome. Telling sister. you to keep going. I was like, keep going, I promise. I was like yelling at her over Instagram. (laughs) I was falling asleep on the couch at night, like binging it. And I was like, I don't even care because I'm just not going to ever like this. I'm just trying to get through it, see if it'll ever click. Do you remember when it changed? Like when was the moment? Oh, I don't remember the exact moment, but let's be real. The only reason I was there was for 
Jim and Pam. Yes, absolutely. Yep. And it took probably with into the fourth season for anything to come about. Yep. And so then I was finally like, okay, I think I can get on board. Yeah, for sure. Okay, let's get back on track because Llewellyn's yeah. probably dying over there. Um, is this is this when the guy starts choking? Mm, I can't remember. Well, we'll probably come back around, so it's okay. So we go back to the zoo and the sweeper. We we kind of go back and forth between these scenes really quickly. So it's going to be like yeah. boom, 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 boom. So just chime in. Uh, the sweeper has a secret. And it's very dramatic as well. Right? Doesn't Ross it do is. the thing where it's like, dun, dun, dun. No, the music gets really dramatic. Yes. It's really annoying, but yeah. So creepy in that like dark little Well, that guy thing. in and of itself was creepy. Like, he was. Why do you have to be weird? I just appreciated how Ross tried to pay him off and and get him away with his little like zoo bucks. <laughs> like I'm not interested, but here you can yeah. spend well, like guys in that way. Uh, but here's some <laughs> zoo dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was pretty clever because he's he doesn't live in San Diego, so he's not going to keep those zoo dollars. And right. what's he gonna, although he could have used that to bring something home for Ben, it probably knowing True. the prices of zoo stuff probably wouldn't even have purchased anything. Would have been like a half-off deal. Would have been like the tax. (laughs) Especially in San Diego. For sure, for sure. And then we ping-pong back to the date. Um, And pretty much isn't it just more hand-sucking? Yeah, nothing major happens. The guy like chokes and she... That's what it is, yes. Calls him out. She volunteers, Dr. Drake Ramore, and does it all like... And then he has to like play on like, well, I'm a neurosurgeon, not a whatever surgeon. Makes Tubular chokage yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. Then we can pong back to the library and he tells her that her songs are not appropriate for kids. Nope. And that she should change. And she says no, because she's very integral. Because she wants the kids to know the truth. Integral yeah i don't know um yeah she wants to tell the kids the truth that's her that's her vibe and he says you know the parents wanted something more like zoo animals and she's like oh i could totally do that then we go back to the zoo these uh, these like they were zigzagging back and forth it kind of drove me nuts um so the guy fesses up the zoo was broken into it was an inside job and marcel was taken and word on the street and by street he means the pretend streets that they have at the zoo which i think is hilarious michelle you take your kids to the zoo all the time (laughs) is that is that not accurate oh yeah (laughs) um that marcel has a new career in entertainment and i literally wrote down him and joey and then realized later in the episode joey totally calls it out and it's like dang it i thought i was being super clever but i was not um and then essentially he tries to bribe ross saying that he wants a little something for the information that he has and ross brings up the point that he already told him all the information so the guy's like the worst briber blackmailer the whole scene was just very uncomfortable 
Yeah, he kept going on those monologues. And you can tell, like, Ross just felt uncomfortable. Like, he, he was like, what is his, like, whole demeanor? It's like, what is happening? <laughs> totally. Agreed. Um, so then back at the library, Phoebe goes and tries again. And it's just as bad as Grandma by telling the kids how burgers are made. Nope. It's poor kids. It's 100% accurate, but not for kids. No. Um, so the guy, like, hangs his head, and he's super disappointed about it. Then we go back to the apartment now, and Ross is magically back in See what I mean? He just is there one minute and gone the next. Yeah, you're right. The transition to San Diego was better than the transition back. He just, like, all of a sudden appeared appeared back in the city, which this would have had to happen over a couple days, of course, in order for that to even happen really well yeah i mean like honestly though the whole every episode has to happen in a few days because we never see them go to work hardly (laughs) ever they're just in the apartment or in the cafe and it's like does anybody in this place do things like is this only shown over the weekends (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) um Yes. Okay. So we're in the apartment and they're watching Joey's latest episode and the girl comes back and is super mad because she thinks that the real Drake Ramore kissed whoever it was and is like hiding her in the apartment. She's like psycho. She just has no... Did you guys catch that um, when they were watching the episode, Ross makes this comment about religion or something like that, and it when he makes that comment, his outfit kind of almost looks like he's wearing like a clergy's, like the cuff, the neck cuff, and then the rest is black. And I mean, what? it's a little wider. Yeah, that's what I noted, because I was like, okay, that's super odd that he would kind of make that comment, Yeah, but then he sort of looked like he was in a in clergy attire to me because it right, was like well, black with a little give white. it up give it up for michelle yep that was a good catch was a none great, of us caught that that was a great catch michelle so he looks sort of priestly yeah while mentioning a comment about chandler that that's changed his view on god yeah that's hilarious wow great yep. catch um so she comes storming in she's accusatory trying to tell like how dare you how are you in the tv joey's like i'm an actor like i am not drake i'm an actor who plays a person and she's like does the hospital know this (laughs) you know for like five seconds i I, like thought to myself like i wonder like joey is now trying to explain to somebody something that you know so everybody else usually explains to him like he's always the dumb one <laughs> yeah <laughs> but now we're watching joey have to explain to someone else it's just like a funny difference i feel like around there that's when rachel ends up kind of breaking because something kind of comical happened and i think it was in her in her little thing and she breaks and she covers her mouth to try to like hide the the laughing because she starts laughing a little harder than her character probably should at that moment right yeah Yeah. um she does break and it's right after she throws the first thing of water and it kind of like hands to him she breaks a little um which you know i have an issue with that because there are other 
like especially like you think of shows like the office and other like comedy type shows where the actors always have to like they always have to like start over and do another take when they're like laughing or the cameras have to like cut in closer to the main person in order to avoid catching the people who are breaking in the background but it's like guys these moments in real life are super funny they are why wouldn't these characters be breaking yeah you know it's just it's such a weird like i was watching this episode um sorry Llewellyn this is I'm trying to relate with Michelle because she'll know what I'm talking about she's like I'm gonna go take a break I'm gonna go to the bathroom I'll be back um this episode in the office where Dwight okay Phyllis is Santa right mm-hmm. so Michael Scott obviously gets super pissed about it and so he plays right. the second Santa and finally lets Kevin come sit on his lap and he makes that like sound because like he sits on his lap and Kevin's just crushing him (laughs) if you look in the background one Kelly Kapoor is smiling the entire time Uh. at one point Andy goes around the corner of the wall because he is like laughing so hard and then he comes right back into the scene like the next time it shows because he just because they cannot because that's hilarious yeah I just think like some of these scenes like you can keep it in because it's a funny moment. Right. Someone would be laughing, you yeah. know? Yeah. Anyways. Um, so, yeah. So, she comes in and then Ross to the rescue. She's right. It's not Drake. It's his evil twin, whatever his name is. Hans. 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 <laughs> it's his evil twin. So, like then his names. little eye shuffle. He's like, does something with his eyes to help you like, like dramatic like dun, dun, yeah dun. so and then all of them get on board so rachel follows it up with you know he told me blah blah, blah and then splash and then monica follows it up and splash because it was just like one after the other after the other which is like the best running gig on this show and it's one of the most memorable i think for friends in general it's just a really funny moment um and she ultimately like starts making out with him and then he ushers her out the door. Um, and he's like, okay, to the people who threw the water. And they were like, oh no. Um, but it was funny. So then they cut to set. And they go to the cafe. Set. No, a cafe. Okay, was the little boy that came oh, to right. the cafe? I'm, yes, I saw your name? note. Yes. Uh, brother, was it the brother from Sister Sister? I think so. Yeah. 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 When You're he right. walked in, I was like, wait a minute. Is that him? Isn't he so tiny? Yeah. Yes. So little. So so you're so right. Okay, this is where we find out Phoebe's fired. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Um, I had a note on here about artistic integrity. Michelle. Mm. As an artist. Yeah. As a photographer. Mm -hmm. If someone needed you to change your style. Right in order to accommodate how do you go about that as a photographer yeah so it's interesting that's something that i'll have the conversation either when someone's inquiring about my services to just say hey as a reminder and act it's actually like in my contracts for weddings and stuff it's basically saying like hey if you hire me, you're hiring me for my look, for the photos I take, for the editing I do, like the whole style. And so if you have looked through my stuff and you don't like my style, 
then don't hire me because I'm not, basically you're hiring me for my artistry Mm -hmm. and that's not going to change based on client, if that makes sense. And so, so yeah, so I kind of, I kind of do, I preface that with people that I think it could Mm -hmm. potentially, if maybe we don't, aren't seeing eye to eye, like with maybe what they want, isn't quite what I offer. Yeah. Um, Or if what they want is in a different environment than like what I'm used to or what I, what most of my stuff looks like, then I'll just say, Hey, I'll do my best to keep the consistency with my style. However, we're not in the most like opportune place. So like, so for reference for an indoor session, doesn't nearly have the same lighting as an outdoor session, like with natural light. So those kind of things. So, yeah. Nice. Okay. Good to know. That is a fun fact. Love it. So then we kind of cut to the second version of the cafe where they're all still technically back there. And Joey then, of course, like I said earlier, makes the comment about the monkey acting and him acting. He's like, go figure. I get my first gig and the monkey's in a commercial. Like, cool. And then all the kids run in. No, kids are in. Then Phoebe sings her new song um about some people love men some people love women and some people are bisexual and then something about just kidding and some say they're just kidding themselves or but i think some people are just kidding themselves or something like that i think she said like some people think they're bisexual but they think they're just kidding themselves or whatever something like that yeah yeah, yeah. on that yeah um and then that kid like gives a weird look to Chandler and he like smiles down at him and then realizes and he's like wait what hey what's happening <laughs> and he's like a little kid too so it makes yeah. it like super extra creepy weird. well I love how he had like he had like kids of all ages around him like there's like a two-year-old <laughs> back here and I'm like what <laughs> who let this two-year-old like wander the streets of New York by himself right it's a yeah. murder podcast waiting to happen <laughs> and Okay, so then we go to the final scene of the main part of the episode, which is on set. Um, we find out that the monkey's in New York on set for a new movie, so all the friends are going to go find him, and they sing his favorite song to get his attention. They sure do. They go all out. <laughs> yeah, I love how Joey was still getting it at the very end. I was like, yes, keep going. You can't not sing that part, though. It's the best right. part of the whole song. I do love how all the friends kind of like chipped in for this because all of the friends like didn't necessarily love Marcel and not even talking about the actors because we all know they actually didn't like Marcel but even just the friends they were like it was a good idea he was humping everything like you had to get rid of him like it was time to go we haven't seen him since obviously season one um but I just loved how like they all kind of like pulled together just you know to do it so so then we go into the tag of the episode. And Phoebe is, of course, teaching this guy smelly cat. Yeah. Now, this is the second time she's taught somebody. As we all know, she was teaching Chrissy um, smelly cat when she took her spot at the cafe. Um, obviously, this was several episodes ago when we guest featured two-star podcast. Um, so it's been since then, but she's teaching Smelly Cat. Now, Chris Isaac, 
is the name of the guy who plays Phoebe's love interest, Rob Donnan, in this episode. So Isaac's famous song, song Wicked Game. Do you guys know that song? I don't think so. Um, what a wicked thing to do. No. Mm-hmm, dream of you and I don't want to fall in love. What? I don't know. You guys know the song. It's a classic song. Please take my singing out. But <laughs> Isaac's famous song, Wicked Game, is playing during Ross and Rachel's day in the auditorium later in the season. So that's kind of a fun oh. fact. And then another interesting fact is when Phoebe first meets him, Rob, he says, I know nothing about music, but at the end, he's sitting here playing guitar with Oh, yeah. Phoebe. So Good connection. You're right. A bit of a plot hole. In this one, you can't teach. No, don't do it. <laughs> don't do what? I thought Michelle was going to, like, try and explain away my plot hole like she did earlier. Oh, nope. No. I, I didn't catch that. I was going to say, do we think at the end that Phoebe's reaction was scripted or authentic? Oh, what about singing? Yeah. About him singing? Like, yeah. She kind of laughed and and then like probably. went on. Probably I don't scripted. Know how, I think scripted. I don't know oh, okay. how, uh, I don't know a lot of, I don't know how much non-scripted they did. Oh, okay. It or just seemed scripted. like her reaction of the laughing, like, I don't know. It sounded like a real one and not like it sounded more Lisa Kudrow than it did. Yeah. Or just, I don't know, natural, which maybe she's just, you know, did the role incredibly, but maybe it made me wonder if she like kind of went off for a second and then hopped back on or tried to just wrap it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure. Like it's different nowadays where we have so many comedies that feature like famous and like heavy hitting comedy actors who have previously done things like stand-up and improv yeah or snl like that's what they do so on a set they feel comfortable enough doing that but these actors aren't like improv actors so i'm not sure how much of it was non-scripted but who knows me and llewellyn still have a bet for um a certain part of matt chandler's uh four out of five dentists recommend trident she thinks it's not scripted and i don't think matt perry's that funny so <laughs> and i love matt perry but anyway i, I don't okay. think it's scripted wait you don't i said i don't think it's scripted i know that's the issue i definitely think it's scripted yeah Why okay so, see we have I like think he's that funny thing. i'm just waiting for matt perry to get a hold of us and tell us which what who's right hey p.s did you hear he's engaged yes i did okay oh. Beth Hopwood. Hey girl, shout out again. She is our current donator. Love you girl. Um, me and her chatted back and forth. Well, she doesn't know it was me, I guess, but now you do. (laughs) It was me, Leanne. (laughs) Um, uh, she was like, you guys must have recorded that episode early. I was like, we just, I mean, we recorded it just before the announcement. Like he's engaged because our fun fact at one episode was that he's the only friend that's never been married. Mm. So he finally engaged to his girlfriend. Congratulations, Matt Perry. Yay. Yay. Yeah, that's so exciting. Um, so yes, we are up to speed and we are not recording this early. So this is a real time fact. I mean, we're a couple days late, actually, to be honest. Real time. 
real time. Real time. Real bad. Um, all right. Two final fun facts. This episode has new opening titles that were introduced to this episode. So the beginning was different. And then this episode was incorrectly listed on the 2006 DVD release as the one with the Super Bowl part one, What? which is obviously not accurate at all. No. So there's nothing about the Super Bowl in this, this whole episode. <laughs> is there any, anything else in your guys's notes that you did not say that you wanted to say, had a comment on, didn't squeeze it in before we wrap up the main bulk of the episode? For me, something that my husband could tell you, anytime we watch movies, shows, whatever, I'm notorious for finding the little mishaps or mistakes Mm. and he will not even catch them. And I'll always be like, oh my gosh. And I point it out and he makes me, he's like, what? And we we rewind it and he's like, oh my gosh, great catch. So something to me that stuck out, because I I just couldn't help but not notice it, was in um, when they were in the apartment. And they had just done the whole water splashing everywhere. The inconsistencies with the water on his shirt, not only on his face, like the one time, I mean, his face is dripping wet. And then like next time the camera swings to him, it's like completely dry. His shirt isn't even dripping anymore. And then they have their kiss or whatever. And then I think shortly after that, he's walking her back out the door again and he's drenched. And I was like, oh gosh, like (laughs) drove me nuts. I was like, Okay. There were a couple takes in between there. <laughs> That's a good catch. Good job, Michelle. Um, okay. That brings us to our, that wraps up the main bulk and brings us to kind of our beginning of our post show with our episode rating system. So Michelle, because you are the guest, of course, you get to go first. Cool. We explained obviously it to you off screen. So how would you rate this episode? I think that overall, I mean, it was a good episode. It was funny, had moments that had me laughing. So I think I'd rate it uh, at a central perk. Wow. You're generous. (laughs) Mind you, this is from someone who's not as cynical because we watch all the episodes. True, true, true. I've noticed that as we, like, once we started rating these, I started to get more and more cynical of each episode. Gotta love it. We have given eights before, and the eights that we gave were on the same episode, but other than that, we've never given it an eight. Okay, well, now I'm curious. What do you guys rate it? Well, that brings us to our next person. Llewellyn, go for it. Um, I would probably say this one's a how you doing. Um, okay. Only because, like, it was funny, but it also had a lot going on. So I Mm -hmm. think it didn't, it was like you said, like it jumped back and forth so many times. You're like, what is happening? And like, kind of like lost focus, but I do think it was pretty hilarious. Mm -hmm. You know, I would agree with, I would agree with you. uh, How you doing? Wow. We hardly Um, ever agree. I know. I think it's because What's interesting is that at the beginning of the episode, I was like, this episode wasn't, I mean, how did the director get like an award for this? But honestly, the episode kept you so busy and entertained that you really didn't have time to be like, well, this is boring. 
and not that friends is boring. I mean, it's a 24 minute episode, you know, they all are. Um, but like between Ross and his little journey to wrap up the whole Marcel story, Joey and the dramatics that they laced throughout the episode of kind of those soap opera moments that they, you know, you know, um, weaved kind of throughout each of the different scenes. I mean, Brooke Shields, I thought did a great job. She was hilariously crazy. Um, and it brought some, I guess, color to the episode. So even though it doesn't move along major plot storylines in a big way, I think it more than makes up for it in the humor category. Yes. That's a pretty good episode, which is interesting because I think there might be episodes that people were probably like, this is better than the rating you're giving it. But I don't know. I think they did great with this one. So in our post show wrap up, Michelle, Mm -hmm. your time has come. Oh my. Which friend (laughs) are you? All of our first, every time someone first comes on the episode for the very first time, we ask them the same question. So And I think like nine times out of 10, they all say the same person first. They do. They do. So we're, we're waiting to see if you do too. Yeah. All right. So I think that, so I'm a nine, a nine wing eight on the Enneagram and I have seen several accounts post things on about Phoebe being a nine. And I wouldn't say Phoebe's necessarily my favorite character um, because there's times I feel like she can be just airheaded and I of course wouldn't want to think of myself as that. Um, But I do think there are some things about Phoebe that I relate to. And so um, just kind of that go with the flow. Um, Kind of, I wouldn't say I'm a hippie, but there are some things about me that I'm a little more maybe lean to the side of hippie about, but um, you know, like essential oils and things. Um, uh, I think (laughs) that I, uh, appreciate and see some of myself in Monica's OCD. Um, Not that I'm, and this is probably the Phoebe part of me, not that I'm great at executing my OCD nature and tendencies and thought process, but the episode where Monica like does all the cleaning and stuff. And then she's got that closet shut out of like, that's the one area that's unorganized that you can't go in. Um, I feel like sometimes that's me of, I try to get it organized, but I get lost in the details. And so it just kind of, if it just stays behind there, then I'm fine. Um, And I like with Rachel, I love how she, over time of all the seasons, she comes in as this kind of like broken, wounded girl and then really like finds kind of her worth and value and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like towards the end and throughout the seasons, she starts to, kind of stand up for herself, work hard for herself. So in some ways I resonate with that. Um, And then probably out of the guys that if I had to pick, it's probably Joey that I'm a little more like of wanting to be everybody's friend and buddy. Typically try to be, I try to make humor out of everything in my life, even the rough stuff. And so um, it's pretty typical of me to make a joke about things um, so yeah, I think of those four I relate with, I don't know if I could pick just one, probably of the majority, I probably in ways am maybe the most like 
a, a middle ground between maybe either Phoebe and Joey or Phoebe and Rachel. Because I think at my healthiest, I might be a little similar to Rachel. So I don't know. Somewhere in there. It's interesting that you said that you like to make jokes out of the bad things and yet you've related self yourself to Joey when like that characteristic is Chandler all the way. Really? Chandler, like good point. The the reason that Chandler is funny is because it comes from a lot of broken places. Oh true. Like his his dad wait. His dad came out as gay on like a Thanksgiving dinner and like his mom is like an erotic novelist and so like he's just all sorts of like messed up but he's like his his humor comes out of that like self-deprecating like yeah that's true that's a good point okay as your sister here's what I would say okay yeah curious I think that you are probably most like Phoebe I would totally agree with you yeah um I think that you, and for all the reasons that you said, and for all the reasons that Phoebe is the way Phoebe is, she's just very inclusive, and I think you're very inclusive, Um, and she's, like, such a free spirit, and I feel like you're like that, too. Um, I also feel like Phoebe has, like, a lot to give, like, a lot of heart to give, and I think that you're that way, too. Um, I also think that you are I think because of the loyalty and the that humor piece that you were talking about instead of putting you with Joey for one reason and Chandler for another I do think Chandler is a very loyal person as well so I would probably link you more with Joey or uh, Chandler then okay I'd say that's probably like a little piece um and I'd probably link you up with Rachel as well. Maybe not as much as Phoebe. Um, but I think like Rachel in her own right does grow up in the sense of like being like self-motivating and self-achieving and ends up like achieving a lot during the series. So um, I would say that you've you've definitely grown in that way as well to stand up for yourself and and go for what you want and create, you know, things that you've, you know, wanted to do and then make them become a reality. So I would say that that's all accurate. The one I don't agree with at all is Monica. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I think she's deep down. (laughs) Like, (laughs) (laughs) I think she maybe comes out in spurts, but she's not like a mentionable character. (laughs) (laughs) She's a little flavor, but not, (laughs) it's like in the, when you read the ingredients of something, the ones that have typically the less amount are like wet. At the bottom. Yeah. Like that so contains 2% or less. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like maybe in the parenthesis of a blend that's within the whole. The right. Whole. Right. Yeah. So I would say you're probably equal parts. Phoebe, Rachel. Chandler. Chandler. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Okay, thanks for doing that segment with us. It's always yeah. fun for our friends to get to know our friends, um, which means we will wrap up with our final one, recommend to a friend. And just to finish it off, Michelle, you go first again, because Llewellyn and I have to think of one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my recommend to a friend 
would definitely be to get yourself a husband that sends you away or, or a wife, if you're a guy listening to this, um, get yourself a significant other that will send you away to a hotel for the weekend uh, when you're feeling overwhelmed and you just need some you time. Cause that is, I'm currently sitting in a hotel room because my sweet husband has done that for me. So that we got you two nights this time. I know. And, and okay. A little tag on that. Get you a sister that works or worked with the hotel. (laughs) Hey, that keeps them on the payroll for a long time, (laughs) even past the job. Even when I've moved out of the state. (laughs) There you go. I wonder if they think they're just going to like text me up and be like, Hey, can you work? Christmas (laughs) Christmas <laughs> no joke when I checked in the guy was like so which which uh location are you with or which whatever and I looked at him like excuse me <laughs> he was like which one are you which branch are you with or whatever and I was like uh you know Radisson Kalamazoo <laughs> yeah that, I mean technically okay this isn't plagiarism or forgery I technically am still empl- employed there so if they haven't taken you off use the perks that's their fault it's true it's so. true uh, Llewellyn, did that give you enough time to think? Um, I don't think I have one this week. Hmm. I was hoping that you'd have one. I'm not going to lie. Because you don't have one? <laughs> yeah. I needed about 20 more seconds to think. Um, you know, I, mean, I had one. Go ahead. What? It's okay if we don't have one. I'm looking around like what is in my closet that I can talk about. <laughs> like, These oh, are all the things I, I, rem- I recommend this shirt. I don't use. Fun. Um, all right. I don't think I have one either. So Michelle, thank you for providing our only recommend to a friend this week. So yeah. if you're single, I'm sorry that you now feel pressured to get you a certain type of husband. Michelle, how do you feel about that now? I'm just kidding. You know, it's just one of those jotted on a sticky note, set it on your mirror. There it is. Eyes on the prize, baby. Then underneath it, just say don't settle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Love it. All right. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for joining us for your yeah, first time. For having you. Okay. Did we pass the test? Is there any more to come? Oh, for sure. I mean, I still have to go back and listen to right. the last one to, right. you know, see what you talked about, but yeah, for sure. you know, if I feel like it wasn't too bad, then I think we've got more coming. Awesome. I'll just make sure not to laugh in your intro next time. <laughs> it's okay if you do. Um, okay, well, next week we're going to cover the second part of this episode, the one after the Super Bowl. Yeah, so we will catch you guys next week on the One with Friends podcast. <laughs>